Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things He does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Altered Podcast, episode number two. Episode two. And hopefully, for the love of the Lord, this (laughs) part actually records because we filmed this whole or we recorded this whole 90 percent. yep already recorded and we did not get it on tape and it was so good it was so good i know but it's okay that first one was fire i had some wings ben ate the lord's chicken i did chick-fil-a so good and we are ready to go again yeah chick-fil-a if you'd like to sponsor this podcast it is the altered podcast yes ben how did uh you enjoy Making episode number one. I loved it. I had such a good time. So it was funny. In the car, when we went to go get Chick-fil-A and come back, Dean and I were talking about the fact that um, I was like, I love doing this so much. It's just so much fun. And she goes, well, this is what you do. Like, this is everything that you do in your free time. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? I'm a Bible nerd, and I love talking about the Bible. And so... To do it on a podcast is just that much better. So really, I'm not upset that we have to do this twice. No, it's just, We're just going to talk about the same thing and probably add more to it. Probably. It's just going to be better. And and, and Dean had pulled, pointed out some good things we need to add this time around, so we'll knock that out. So speaking of your lovely lovely wife. She is my lovely wife. <laughs> um, how, how did this theme song that just popped out of nowhere? I know. Did you hear that voice, that voice from heaven? It was like the, like an angel spoke and said, the altered podcast. All this stuff. <laughs> that was her. So Wow. Yeah. So she... As awesome as she is. So my wife can do anything. I told you I married at the last time. Um, and I totally did. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were driving in the car the other day celebrating our 11th anniversary. And Dina just starts asking me questions. Hey, what's the podcast mean to you? And I was like, and I saw I told her some stuff. And she goes, what was your tagline again? You know, with honor God and the things he does. And she's like, okay. We're talking. All of a sudden she goes, listen to this. And she hits a couple. And <clears throat> she did go through a few songs. And she was like, hey, listen to this one. But when we got to the one that you heard for the theme song, she was like, this sounds like you and Hunter. This is the one. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely the one. And so she just recorded it real quick. And I mean, she couldn't have done a better job. It is Holy Spirit filled. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I listened to it on the, uh, when you sent it to me while yeah. you was, uh, oh, hopefully she sent it to me while you was driving. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was like, woo, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it sucker's fire. Yeah. So I am, I'm excited. Um, we got a logo that's about logo. to go on the Facebook page, yep. but this will be seven. long posted, or the, the the logo will be on the Facebook page by the time this is posted yeah. for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, so we were going to add it to the first uh, podcast, the, the theme song, but yep. we just want to grow. Yeah, we just want to show you the progression, you yeah. know. We're doing this at a kitchen table at the moment, we so are. maybe eventually we'll have money to put a shed out back a with studio. some drywall. And so you're going to have a he shed? I mean, he sheds, she shed. We don't want to be. No, it's 2022. We gotta be. And, and this is gonna be a shed, an all-inclusive shed. Yeah, just a shed. Yeah, I like it. What does the Bible say about that? Uh, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> are there Bible verses on sheds? Hey, if uh, if there are, make sure you paste those to or po- paste post post those. I mean, to you our could Facebook copy page. and paste. See, you was right. Yeah, ex- yeah, go, exactly. Buddy. Yeah, thank you. See, we're here to build each other up. That's right. That's what we're doing. All so right. make sure you post those to our Facebook page, and it'll be awesome. Altered. Altered Facebook page. That's right. So while to, you're there, like, subscribe. No, you can't subscribe. Just like it. Just do what is up with you? <laughs> like the Facebook page. Give I watch too much up. YouTube. It's like it's just YouTube is so, like subscribe. But if you are 
listening to this on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Leave us good reviews. Apple Podcasts. Like that sucker. Google Play. Follow us. Set it to automatic download. Hey, you could even let it stream all night long. <laughs> Whether you listen to it or not, that's up to you. But if you do, it just it just include, increases our, our listenership. Ben, so to tell us what we uh, the, the tagline for the Altered Podcast. It is the place where we honor God and the things he does. So, I mean, if you have it playing in the background, hopefully for the love of the Lord, you will honor <laughs> God and the things that he does. Yeah. Um, hopefully you get that through this. Today, Ben, what are we talking about? We are talking about the gospel and have we altered it or messed with it in some way. Boom. That is a weighty subject. It is. As we prayed before this one on there, that is definitely a tough subject. And mm-hmm. we went through it the first time and we did. got, I mean, really we gathered thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so I think this one will be a lot better. Oh, yeah. So tell me, Ben. What is the gospel to you? Mm, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of pastors and things like that will say gospel. Mm-hmm. I've never really explained what the gospel is. It's like, oh, this is the, the, the four books of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but never really explained what the gospel is. So yeah. Yeah, what is so, it to you? So the gospel, I mean, the word itself means the good news. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that we talk about. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. For me, the gospel is the idea that pre-salvation, pre-finding Jesus, um, I was living for me, right? I, I was all about my needs, my wants, my everythings. And then once I found out that Jesus was who he said he was, when I discovered that he's been there all along and he's been nudging at me, you know, when I gave my life to Jesus, if you want to call it that way, um, what I discovered was that it went from a me-centered thing to a he-centered thing. And so the gospel for me is, it is a changing of my entire perspective. It is, it is placing my focus not on myself, my wants and needs, but on the Lord. And so are there times when I do that perfectly? No. Um, but it is, it is that concept. And so the gospel as a whole is the good news that Jesus lived, died, was raised again, and we'll actually read a Bible verse about that later, so I'll just stop there. <laughs> Hunter, what does the gospel mean to you? Well, actually, uh, I am. we are Assemblies of God pastors. We are. So for me to be a fan of John Piper is not uh, a common a, com- a common uh, thing in our denomination. Hey, you don't have to like everything he says. No, I don't enjoy everything he says. No. But there is one thing he, he kind of... His hair is atrocious. Man, I was looking at <laughs> just a second. I was looking at uh, pictures of him when he was younger. Oh yeah, and it's even worse. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it got worse. So, uh, if you're listening to this, John, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we apologize. Um, we or, love you. I'm sorry. We're not friends, uh, Mr. Piper. Yes, Mr. yeah, we're we're sorry, Mr. Piper. Uh, but you know, please get a haircut. Um, so, but he says he quotes Anti Wright and. Um, I really like both of their uh, things that they say mm-hmm. about the gospel, and he kind of just mushes them together okay. uh, here in this statement. And he says, It is not about an individualized faith of saving one's soul from sin and hell, but rather about the coming of God's kingdom and submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And I think that it is important because when people would say it is this, it's just being saved, it is just how people get saved, which Romans one sixteen kind of leads to that. Mm-hmm. But it, there is more to it. It is not about us 
It's about him. That's right. Um, so it's about Christ's lordship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the authority on heaven and earth. Yeah. Um, and it was granted to him by the Father. Mm-hmm. And that, and through that is the power of salvation mm. to man. That's good. Um, and it's not about us. And we, we always, and we will talk about this later, people like to make the gospel eye-centered, but right. it's not eye-centered, it's right. Christ-centered. Yeah. So even though there's an I in the middle of Christ, it doesn't matter. Doesn't it's Christ-centered. Yeah. Not about me, it's about him. Right. Yep. So Ben, what is our, our text today? Well, it's Galatians 1, 6 through 9, correct? 10. 10. And, and aren't you reading that? Oh, I am. So let's, but let's give a little backstory about what's going on in Galatians here. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> Galatians is a book written by Paul. Um, it is an epistle, is the, the big fancy $5 theological word. An epistle is just uh, a fancy way to say that Paul wrote a letter, and he wanted some people to read it. And so he writes about a theological concept um, that is a big problem in the church of the day. Um, he ends up writing about this idea that people are coming along behind him after he's gone and he's preached salvation that's in Jesus' name, you know, and all this stuff. People are coming along behind him and saying, hey, Jesus, yes, must believe in him, but you also must be a Jew. And so you have to be circumcised. You have to follow the law. You have to follow all the Jewish rites, principles, blah, 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 blah. And so they're saying that Jesus is not enough. You must be Jesus and Jewish in hmm. order to be saved. And we know... That that is emphatically not correct. Do we? Yes. Well, you know that's why? Right. Because of Galatians chapter one. Chapter Hallelujah. one. Well, why don't we read it? Let's see what it says. Well, this is my favorite Bible uh, chapter. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about John Piper. I listened to him preach this at the Gospel Coalition. The mm-hmm. John or Galatians chapter one. Okay. Uh, so it's very interesting, and I really uh, started to study this chapter then. That was a couple of years ago. But here it says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you into the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but that there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. That, wow. is, that is heavy. Big stuff. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For now I am seeking the approval of man or God. Wait, back that up. Yeah, yeah. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Yeah, that's big. That is, I mean, he just takes a baseball bat. To a China, uh, to a to a bowl shop man. He does, and um, he's like, "Listen, I don't know what's going on here, but stop it." Yeah, stop it. Yeah, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> what 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 do you gain just from that overview, real quick? Yeah. So, one of the big things that sticks out for me is actually the last verse. Um, the last verse there is for I'm, "Am I now seeking the approval of man or of God?" And then he says, "If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ." Think about Paul, when you look at his life, man, he was like a, he was a Pharisee's Pharisee. Like, mm-hmm. he was so far ahead of a lot of the people of his day, um, like a lot, of, a lot of the people of his age. He studied under what would be like the Navy SEALs of the, the preaching world back in the day. Um, the student, dude's name was Gamaliel. When, Pete, when Gamaliel stood up and talked, people listened. And for the fact that Paul was his disciple, quote unquote, man, that was huge. Um, and so 
Paul was so far advanced in the Jewish faith and just he was an uppity up up there. For him to desert that must have meant something big. And you know, it's funny that a lot of times, and we'll just jump right into it, in, in our Americanese way of doing things, we will compromise just a little bit the way we may see things just for the sake of other people. Mm-hmm. And so Paul's like, I, I can't do that. You know, this is so important that I would leave everything behind. I'd leave all of my, not not just my his, his heritage, but he would leave behind his position. He would leave behind his authority. He'd leave behind everything to go and be a part of this. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that's actually how we're going to, as you called last week, the last 10% mm. uh, this podcast. We're going to give you application on how, uh, what basically stipulation. <laughs> do, you, do you preach the gospel to appease man? Mm. Or do you do it to appease God? That's cool. Um, and that's how we'll, we'll kind of end off. But uh, so, but I think first here we need to uh, dissect Galatians chapter one. Sure. And how do we, in you know, magnify Scripture with Scripture? With Scripture. Yeah. Um, I I astonished. I am astonished that you are quickly deserting Him who called you in the grace of Christ, and are turning to a different gospel. Not that yeah. there is one. So. Here we see the first time he uses gospel, mm-hmm. and so we have uh, Pastor Ben's view and and Hunter's view and John Piper and N.T. Wright. Um, but what does the Bible say the gospel is? Mm. Well, that's a good question. So, like you said, we use scripture to interpret, to validate, to look at other scripture to make sure we are in the right. And so as we said last week, real Bibles have pages. Let's flip around and let's see what we've got here. 1 Corinthians, I'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. That gives us a nice little Paul snippet of what he, he says the gospel is. And so verse 1 says, 1 Corinthians 15, 1, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand, and by which you're being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered you... As of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then He appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, He appeared also to me. A.K.A. Paul. A.K.A. Paul. That's right, because Paul wrote this. And so what we see in this is, number one, he's going to remind us of what the gospel is. Just real quick, in a nutshell, here, here it is. And he says, of first importance, and this is what he received as well, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. Now, why is in accordance with the Scriptures so important? It's important because we see that Jesus died, and it wasn't just that he was a good person and he gave his life. It wasn't just that... He was the best guy to live up to that point. No, Jesus was plan A. And what we find is all throughout Scripture, we looked at Genesis last week, and from the very beginning of Genesis in chapter 3, we see the fall of man, that, that man had this choice in the garden, that they ate the, the fruit, um, and on doing so, sin entered the world. But the funny thing about that is, is when God is speaking to them face-to-face about this, He says that, um, that there will be enmity between the serpent, which is the you know the tempter in Genesis chapter three, and between the the offspring of mankind. 
and he he gives a a prophecy about Christ right there in in the the um, the text. It says that you know there would be um, one who would come along who the serpent would bruise his heel, but that he would crush his head, and that looks directly forward to Jesus. What we see is that that Christ is prophesied from the very beginning of the Bible all the way to the end of it, and so when we look at the words of Christ that. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. The death of Jesus, the existence of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus are some of the most historically proven things that we find all throughout history. There are so many eyewitness accounts. There are so many um, things that are written down. There are so many copies of those things written down that antiquity couldn't even match this historically proven document anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so we see that Christ died in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the, th- on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So the raising of Jesus from the dead was prophesied. And then he appeared to Cephas, which is Peter. That's, that was actually um, the, the Jesus name for Peter. Um, he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. And lastly, why is that important? Because Jesus didn't just raise he raised, and then he appeared to people. Um, and in this time period, what it would have been was, it was Paul was basically saying, hey, a lot of these people are still alive. Go check out my story. You don't have to believe me. You can go talk to people who were there. Now, some of them, he says, have fallen asleep. That's biblical speak for they have died. Um, but he said plenty of them are still around. Go check it out. Right. So it's Paul saying, here's the gospel. It's Paul saying, hey, and here's proof of the gospel. That's right. And... Uh, and again, I think that validates what you said the gospel was. Mm-hmm. I think it validates what uh, really N.T. Wright said the gospel was. Yeah, And really, I think that our testimony, the testimony of every believer, validates what the gospel is. You know, it's, it's something that happens in the life of every believer, and it's a little bit different for every person. But to make it clear that the, the your uh, testimony is not the gospel. It is not the gospel. No. And a lot of people get that confused. Um, that they say, hey, we'll share the gospel with people, and then they go tell them their testimony. Mm-hmm. Now, you can uh, get to the gospel through that, mm-hmm. of how Christ saved me, and through what power you know of salvation is. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be the gospel, yeah. um, from what Romans one sixteen says. But people get that miscon- misconstrued in today's church. That's true. Um, I think... It, Speaking of Romans one sixteen, it, it talks about we talk about salvation and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek. So it's kind of saying it's to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, for in for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Yeah, buddy. So. The power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That is, um, again, kind of the first part of what uh, N.T. Wright was saying. It's it's not just about this, though. It's mm-hmm. also about uh, him being raised up. Yeah. And it's made a lot by Christ. And I think that's very important about... Where do I have to go? A bunch of Bible here. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important about what uh, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2. Mm-hmm. He kind of... Again, lays out the gospel. So the gospel was really important to Paul. Must have been really important, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he wrote it in like everything. Yeah, you'd think it like saved his life or something. You would think. Or it completely changed it for sure. Knocked him off a donkey, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Have you ever been knocked off a donkey? No. Okay. Have I ever ridden a donkey? No. Oh. I Have you even. ridden a donkey? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your legs would drag the ground. Yeah, I'm six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying if you got knocked off a donkey, I'm sure to catch your attention. Yeah. Well, and then we're blinded and then yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah. We'll so talk about that stuff. later. Yeah. Another podcast for another day. That's right. But Ephesians chapter two, and you are dead in the trespasses and sins. If you can't tell, it's allergy season in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good old, well, now it's summertime. It was springtime. Doesn't matter. Same difference. Whew. Or both. It's, it's hot all the time. Yeah. Um, and humid. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desire of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. I think right there, like the rest of mankind, I think right there it's very important to note um, we were totally depraved. Mm. Without God, we could not save ourselves. Why? Bound for wrath. I mean, we were. That's what mm. it says. I mean, and it, uh, uh, we were sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. We were uh, following the prince of the power of the air. Who's that? That's the devil. Uh oh, Shaitan. Mm-hmm. And the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he he verifies that, hey, if you if you've been questioned, he's the prince of the power of the air is. Yeah. He's the devil. Yeah. And among whom all once so he's saying everybody mm-hmm. from now, Adam, who when they fell, to us mm-hmm. and to your children, and to your children's children, until Christ calls you home, mm-hmm. or until Christ yet yeah, comes back. Um we're all children of wrath mm-hmm. until he saved us. And yep. we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, the passion of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But, oh, here we go. But God. But God. Uh, I can't wait to do podcast on the a series on the but gods in the Bible. We should. We, it'll be good. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Paul makes it very clear here that it was not you, that not anything you did that got you saved. Mm-hmm. But it was because of God and that he was rich in mercy, that he loved us, even when we were children of wrath, we were dead in our trespasses and sin, and he made us alive mm-hmm. in Christ by grace. What is grace? Undeserved favor. That's right. That's right. You have been saved and raised up with him mm-hmm. and seated with him. Yeah. It's all about him. Right. And it's not about us. Right. Anytime it talks about us in the gospel, yep. it's talking about how crappy we are. Yeah. We and, are rich and disgusting sinners. Yeah. That's really what it says. And how he saved us. Yeah. Anytime it mentions us in the Bible yep. or in the in the gospel, yep. it's not good. Yeah. The only good in us is Jesus. Right. That's it. And those are the, for those who choose to accept him. Yeah. And so he made us alive together. Oh, okay. That's good. No. In Christ. In Christ, yep. So, in Christ, by grace, 
Again, unearned, undeserved favor. You have been seated and raised up with him. Again, if Paul didn't make it clear enough, it's with him, by him, through him. (laughs) For him. And raised us up with him, seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if you didn't know who him was, it was Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. To finish that off. The Lord. And there's even more if you finish out, uh, if you read the first three chapters of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Um, It just lays this out over and over and over again. Hey, question. Okay. Random. Why is it Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ? What is Christ? What does that all? What's that mean? It's a, it's like a title, mm-hmm. being the the Savior, the Messiah, mm-hmm. the Christ. Uh, so no, it's not his last name <laughs> right. or his first name. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> why why does it keep messing that up? It's, but it's he, Jesus Christ, his last name. No, it's not. It's the same way that you like we reference uh, Pastor Ben, mm-hmm. right? Pastor's not your first name, right? Uh, Pastor Hunter's not my first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a reverence and respect. Yeah, um, yeah. That Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, right? The one that was planned to come and take away the sins of the world, right? So I think here. We so we made it clear just to backtrack for a second. We talked about the, the Galatians chapter one mm-hmm. and how we, how the Galatians were deserting the gospel mm-hmm. um, because people were coming in, swooping in, and saying, "Hey, we here's what Paul says, but we need to we need to do this as well." Yep. And here's why. And they would use the Old Testament to, to finagle their way in, mm-hmm. um, which happens today in church, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, then we went into First Corinthians, and we talked about what Paul says the gospel is. It's the life, the death, the resurrection of Christ. And how do we know this? Is because he made it publicly known. Yeah. Every other God, to our knowledge, did not make it publicly known, and they're still laying in a grave today. Mm-hmm. And that, when I say any other God, it's lowercase g, right? Fake God. The the story that maybe there was a God who did this. Yeah. And they're still. You can go visit their grave today. Mm-hmm. But Paul is making it very clear that over 500 people saw and will happily tell you that you cannot visit the grave of Jesus today. Right. And well, when you, you could you could have visited it back in the day. There ain't nobody there. But it was empty. That's right. And so uh, you you <clears throat> hey we there was nobody there to go visit. He was walking around and he saw 500 people. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Romans chapter one mm-hmm. and we knew we saw what the gospel was intended for us. It was the power of salvation by God to the world. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Ephesians to say, hey, it's not by you, mm-hmm. but it's all by him. Yeah, It's not by what you do. It's not by any, you, you cannot be good enough to come to Christ. Right. So if you're saying, I'm going to try to clean myself up and come to Jesus, Don't look that way. good luck. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Don't need to try. But Jesus, when, Jesus is coming to you. And he's he's here to heal the heartbroken, and so don't clean yourself up. Come to him broken, and he will make you whole. Yeah, let him clean you up. That He'll is do a the much point. better job anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he 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 is the redeemer. All right, and that is the point. And so now we got down to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what we teach children, but it's very it can be very deep. Yeah. Um, but now we live in Kentucky. Right. Um, we do live in Kentucky, and, and it's part of the Bible Belt. Oh, son! <laughs> where our allergies are driving us crazy, mm-hmm. but our Bible belts are uh, buttoned tight. <laughs> and yeah. um, so, and, and really, uh, Kentucky is uh, has made some uh, news headlines for what our Attorney General is doing during COVID and supporting churches and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I think the the state government of Kentucky sort of values church, maybe not as much as they should, but yeah, but still, I mean, I think they do. But better than California or New York yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um. So in America, I, I can speak for America. Um, America. America. <laughs> I can speak for Happy July Fourth. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's when we're recording this. Is yeah. the weekend of July Fourth? Even though you'll be listening to it much later. Yeah. Um. The the go or. I can speak for America. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I can talk about the 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 gospels, quote unquote, the different gospels. Not that there is another gospel, but we will say the, the false gospels. Right. Um, and you can ask anybody that knows me. I do not apologize for these harsh for these harsh sayings because Paul talks about them harshly. Yeah. Um, he says, "Listen, th- these people who preach false gospels, let them be accursed." Yeah. And in other words, let them be damned. Yeah. And and that's being thrown into the fiery pits of hell. That is right. Even an angel from God. Yeah. So no, uh, no, no. Uh, well, angel from heaven. It's an angel from heaven. Yeah. So it's an angel from God who rules heaven. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and he's just making a point. Obviously, an angel from heaven would not come down and preach a different gospel. Yeah. But he's saying, even if, yeah. let them be accursed. Yeah. Um, so we go, and that's why I speak with this with so much uh, enthusiasm in the sense of like, hey, this is this is a a cancer mm-hmm. in the in the modern Christian uh, church mm-hmm. because it, it leads so many people astray. Yeah, um, it, it takes them away from the true saving power of the gospel. Yeah, and we'll get into a few of those. Let me let me just clarify something real quick. I just want people to know if an angel comes to you <laughs> and tries to give you a different gospel, they're not an angel from God. I just I just I don't know. I feel like that needs to be said. <laughs> well, yeah, we we, we said because you not know because you know the the devil was an angel at one point kicked out of heaven. It even says he comes around sometimes masquerading as an angel of light. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what is one of the good tests that if an angel ever pops up to you and says, hey, I have a new gospel for you, <laughs> you're a curse there, Mr. Angel, sir. Yes. So The Lord rebuke you. Yes, yeah, yeah. so an angel from heaven. Yeah. But even still, you get misconstrued that with uh, – uh, it's kind of, kind of uh, a little – Tricky, yeah. I mean, because but I think Paul's using that as a it's figure. Of, yeah, yeah. Figure he's of he's just he he is saying it doesn't matter what comes up if they try to change the gospel, it's not right. from God. And yeah, he's saying, hey, even if this happened, it's kind of it's it's a very big figure of speech. Yeah. But I think he was also serious at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. You don't you don't tell somebody that they're accursed unless you're pretty serious about it, right? And remember, the <laughs> apostles speak with the authority of Jesus. Yeah. So he's meaning what he is saying. Yeah. So there is multiple what we would call quote unquote false gospels mm-hmm. um, running rampant in America today, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a few of them. We are. Uh, so Ben, what's the first one? Uh, the first one that we've got, we have the the lineage gospel. That's the one where people would say, and this is one we see in Kentucky all the time. You know, mom and daddy they were saved, and Papa was a preacher. Bless God! And so if Papa was a preacher, then I'm saved. So and, and to be clear as well, this is not to bash the what is it one two three four five yeah six, there's like five or six of them that that we have here. This is not to bash and just, and, and make fun of. Um, this is to make people aware that hey the bible talks about uh what the true gospel is mm-hmm. and these are the things we see um in the church today yep. and and you may have never been aware of it yeah and so well, and to be fair the the bible kind of addresses all of these things um well just like it happened in galatians the bible addressed some of the things that they were <clears throat> teaching but there was a little bit of a, a 
a switch that yeah. was made. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, so I've been in my daily reading has been in the old Testament for a while now because the old Testament is long. <sighs> I'm almost done though. Um, but anyway, <laughs> just finished Obadiah. Actually, what am I in now? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the point is as you read through the old Testament though, like I was in the book of Amos the other day in the book of Amos, man, Amos was one of those prophets where he's like, Hey, it does not matter that you were the people of God. What matters even your sacrifices don't matter. What matters is a, a heart that loves God. That the he it, Amos goes and he says at one point that you know it's it God desires you to seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with him. He doesn't does not desire your sacrifices nearly as much as that. And so when you read through all of scripture, you see this idea that it doesn't matter what your lineage is. Paul says, doesn't matter what my lineage was. I'm not seeking the approval of man. Right. I'm seeking the approval of God. And so what we see is that people, and and I am I am so glad that people come from a, a lineage of faith. But at the end of the day, the gospel has to change your heart, or you're not. It it doesn't count, you know. Right. And so we run into these all the time. My my, you know, daddy was a preacher, so I'm fine. When in in all reality, no, you're not. You need to let the gospel change your heart. The lineage gospel. Yes, and Romans 9 kind of deals with this mm. um, in a sense. We are not going to break down Romans 9 today. Hallelujah. No, that's, that's, that's a series that we would have uh, to do. Buddy, that we will. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does say, it talks about the Jews and how um, they have fallen away from mm-hmm. the truth yeah. um, that, that Jesus was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. But he's saying that these were the people that the law was given to, mm-hmm. that, the, that worship was given to. Uh, the promise, the promises of the Old Testament was given to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to them belong the patriarchs. Mm-hmm. So like Abraham, Adam and Eve, Abraham, Noah, yeah. Isaac, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, and from the from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ. So even from right. their even from their lineage came Jesus Christ Himself, yeah. um, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not though as the word of God has failed. So He's right. saying even. He said, "It's not. It's not their lineage that saved them. Mm-hmm. It is they have to believe that Jesus is the Christ, mm-hmm. and they failed to do that." Yeah. And Paul talks about how heartbroken he is. He's saying, "If I could cut myself off yep. from I, I would from it, so. I would for them." Yeah. And that is big as well. That's again, Paul. To, Paul, Paul talking with some pretty heavy language yeah. there, uh, but again, so that proves with Scripture alone. Mm-hmm. And we know through grace alone, by faith alone, uh, the soulless, in, yeah, in Christ alone, in Scripture alone, mm-hmm. you know that Scripture is the authority, and He says there, it's the, even the patriarchs came through Him, but yeah. He, they still fell away. Yeah. So if you believe that just because of your daddy or your granddaddy or or grandpappy, grandpappy, <laughs> faith, uh, or your brother's faith. Yeah, that's not good enough. No, and, it's, and, it's not counted for you as righteousness. It's them. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, glory to them. Hey, yeah. good job. Yeah. But, uh, uh, time to get your heart right, though. Yeah. 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 Take after them. Yeah. Um, what else have we got on the list? So we have, we have the apparel gospel. Ooh, tell, tell us about that one. This, this one was mine. You get fired up about this. Yeah, guy. this one was mine. And, uh, this one, as being a, in the youth for so long, um, we, see this a lot with teenagers and young adults, and you know that being in college ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I would 
put my backpack on. We'll call this Jesus. This, this is Jesus' backpack. This is my backpack, Jesus. Um, and my, this is my spiritual duty, my spiritual righteousness, my salvation. I'll put it on on Sunday morning to go to church. And uh, what do we call the hour before church? Oh, the unholy hour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, your backpack isn't on then. Mm. So it's still in the, the coat closet. Yeah. And you, you, you put it in the trunk of the car on your way to church. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and, you are, um, and you are yelling at your wife and you're screaming at the kids mm. and you're kicking the dog on the way out. Mm-hmm. And you are, you are not embodying anything that Christ. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have a bad day, mm-hmm. first off. I have bad days and you can ask my wife. I'm glad she's not on the podcast yeah. today. Luckily, she's uh, asleep right now. Right. <laughs> um, if, but I, I mean, I have bad days and I get grumpy. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, overall, I am loving, caring, you know, kind to her. She's also nine months pregnant, so I better be or she'll rip my face off. Right. Um, but you have those things, and hopefully they're increasing in measure, right? Right. You know. And so the, the accessory gospel yep. is that you are only putting these things on when it comes, when, it, when you think it matters, when mm-hmm. it comes to church services, or you... Or when it looks good. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Accessory Jesus. And... It's a stylish backpack. Yeah, and so you take it to church with you, and you're, you're fine. You're a great husband for that hour and a half that you're there. Mm-hmm. You're a great dad. Um, you, are, you are the guy everybody wants to be. Um, and you're putting on this backpack, and you are, you know, you could be an elder, a mm-hmm. deacon in the church. You may even be a pastor. I mean, we've seen that. <laughs> Some people just hold pastors as uh, that job title as an occupation yeah. and not in their heart. Yeah. Um, and. You come home, you put the accessory Jesus backpack back in the closet, and you're the same mean, unchanged person. Your heart is calloused over, and the gospel's not there. Yeah. Um, the saving power of the gospel's not there. Yeah. And if you're really spiritual, you'll mm. put it back on for Sunday night service. And if you're super-duper spiritual, you'll go to Wednesday night service. Buddy. But it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. I mean, church is important. That's not right. what I'm saying. But church, technically, not what saves you. Right. I was talking to to Dina, my wife, as we were going to get God's chicken, <clears throat> and uh, as we were coming back, Dina, Dina goes, "So what happens if somebody is, you know, taught that hey, this is what you do. You go to church, and when you go to church, it means you're saved. So the more you go to church, the more saved you are. You know." <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. It, it's allergy season man, in Kentucky. That's the way it is. It's all right, man. <clears throat> excuse me. Well, they're, um, they're, they're supposed to be Christians. They're forgiving. <laughs> I know, right? Let's hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, one of one of the parts, and I, I wish she was here to tell the story. Um, I mean, but, she is here. I mean, she is here, but she we don't have her. A, we don't have her a mic, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fine. But um, yeah, one of the parts of her testimony is is just that you know she went to church and she did things and and she thought she was okay, but she heard the the gospel preached to her. When she came to campus by a campus pastor, and it it dawned on her, I'm I'm not saved. I've been going to church. I've been doing the things, but salvation doesn't come through church alone. It comes through faith in Christ alone. Hmm. And so, the apparel gospel, though church is important, we don't want to just have Jesus on when we go to church. We right. want to have Jesus on all the time, right? Because without him, again, we are wretched people. Yes. And, and and on a path of destruction. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read the Pilgrim's Progress, but that's he was living in the city of destruction with a burden on his back. Yeah. And it, it's not a spoiler because it's been written since the 1600s. <laughs> it's been out forever, yeah. <laughs> so um, it's a classic. Yeah. And the only time he was set free from his burden was when he went to the cross. 
And it's the same way. If you, if you say, Hey, I've been going through the motions today. Um, it's just like sitting in the car or sitting in the garage does not make you a car. Right. Sitting in church does not make you a Christian. That's right. And if you have not come to uh, the the point where saying I am a sinner, God, I am sorry for my sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm wretched. Yep. Please save me. Uh, please forgive me. Yeah. Then then please. Yeah. Uh, do that. Yeah. And and you know the Bible talks about repentance. And I feel like it's important to, to note that repentance is not just that I'm sorry for my sins. Repentance is the the physically turning from the path that I was on to turn to a new path. Metanoia is Ooh, the word. Wow, check you out. I know, I didn't even Google that. You a, you a smart fella. Look at you, Hunter. I know. <clears throat> yeah, so repentance is this idea. It's not, it's not, it, it's funny. Some people are like, I'm not sorry for my sins at all. Mm-hmm. However, I'm repentant of them. Which is an interesting thought. Interesting. It's this idea that, you know, the Bible even says that sin is enjoyable for a season. But the thing is, people will look at sin and go, you know what, that breaks God's heart. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to do that. Right. And so repentance is the the conscious, I don't want to say effort because it sounds like it's dependent on me and it's not, but repentance is the conscious idea that I am going to turn from this and I'm going to follow Jesus to the best right. of my ability. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask for mercy that he would sanctify me that much more that I would not do that thing again. Right. And, and you know how it is um, with children, right? Mm-hmm. They can say, I'm sorry for going <laughs> getting into the cookie jar yep. when I told them not to. Yep. And they know it makes me upset. And I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> not your kid. But they, but, they, but they do it anyway, and they'll do it again. Right. Um, but repentance, the actual phrase of repentance, came from the French. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Repentance. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the root of, oh, okay. of repentance yeah. came from the French and um, gave it a, a, a sorrowful meaning hmm. um, in, in theater and things like that. Hmm. So, again, metanoia means a change of mind, a hmm. change of direction, a change of path. Yeah. Um, and so you're seriously on a course and something intervened in your life like the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you make the conscience... Uh, choice mm-hmm. to to change the path yep. um and and follow Christ instead of following your yourself that's it and bada bing bada boom people you are one step closer <laughs> <laughs> so, talk about another false gospel you want to sure let's talk about P- temperpedic the temperpedic gospel but so yeah so I love th- this one I call this one the burger king gospel <laughs> <laughs> you can have it your way yeah so this is people who want uh, uh Jesus and the bible and and his holy law uh, to fold and bend to them. Ooh, wow! And and mold, yeah, mold to their their liking, so we, that they're comfortable. Yeah, we see that a lot today. Uh, yeah, if you're watching the news right now, Roe v. Wade <laughs> was just overturned. <laughs> Man, um, and two religious freedom acts were voted on. Yeah, um, and we see people in the streets marching and burning down churches yeah. and uh, threatening to destroy pregnancy help centers. Yeah, oh, uh, one burned to the ground the other day. Did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in Washington, I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so this will post up probably a month after uh, the Roe v. Wade hearing, but uh, yeah. you know it's still relevant. Yeah. Um, and man, and there's Christians marching in the streets, and there's mm-hmm. Christians out here doing this, and and why? Because they want the gospel to conform to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that when it comes to. The gospel, mm-hmm. and they do when it, when it comes to Christ and and the and the things that He says, um, 
like when he talks about marriage mm-hmm. and he and he lines out what marriage is like. Yep. They they will twist that and turn that to it conforms to the way they're living. So yeah. they don't have to change their lifestyle. Right. But they'll change the holy word of God. Yeah. I mean, are you are we serious? Right. Um but also, you know, we read the Bible and we go, We don't I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. People. And this is hard for you and this is hard for me because mm-hmm. there's things we read in the Bible and we're like, ooh. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Ooh. Uh I'm I'm a big boy, right? When someone talks about eating <laughs> eating too much. Yeah. Uh, that I should hold a knife to my throat if uh if I'm prone to the eating the food of kings or something. I don't know. It's like I mean talking about gluttony, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I'm six foot eight and a, a little bit on the, the heavy side. I'm a little fluffy myself. I can so um uh, I mean, yeah, but but a little bit of conviction is not bad, right? I mean, it makes you it makes you realize that the Holy Spirit's right work in your heart, yeah. and that you should correct these things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to turn what the Bible says about gluttony or anything like that mm-hmm. to make myself feel better. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's something I need to work on. Yeah. And I will not change the gospel to appease someone's feelings. I will not change what the Bible says to help my own feelings. If I read the Bible and I don't agree with it, newsflash, I'm wrong. Right. I'm the one that needs to change, not the scripture. Yeah. And I can't remember why I read this either, but uh, somebody said this and it was beautiful. They said the most beautiful thing about a Bible or scripture mm-hmm. is when it's closed. And why is that? I know. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> you can't see my look, but I am very puzzled. <laughs> because that it all fits on top of itself beautifully and perfect. That scripture is laying on top of each other. It doesn't contradict each other. And it is completely backs each other up 100% and it edifies itself and it lifts itself up off the table. Mm. That is the beauty of scripture. But you need to open it. (laughs) And you need to open it to figure that out. But but for the ones who do do know that, that it was, again, a metaphor of what, of, of, the Bible never contradicting each other, other. And if you don't like what it says, you're wrong. Yes. And again, blunt. Yeah. But true. Time to change. Yeah. So that is the Tempur-Pedic gospel where yeah. you you want Jesus and the Word of God to conform to you. As Ben said, Burger King gospel. I, so you you can what? You can have it your way. And it just doesn't you just work. Can't have it that way. Ephesians chapter two made that clear. It yeah. is not about you. It is about Him. Yep. Yeah. You are dead in your trespasses and sin. You are following the Prince of the air, the yep. devil, yeah. but God, who is rich in mercy, mm-hmm. picked you up. You yep. didn't pick yourself up. Right. He picked you up. So yep. you cannot have it your way. Yep. You cannot conform it to your views. Yep. And the gospel is not about me, ultimately, though it is about my salvation, but it is about God who worked that salvation out for me. At our church, it's a very common phrase that people want Jesus to be Savior and not Lord, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But he has to be both. He has to be both. And at the end of the day, you, you, he has to be Lord, mm-hmm. and then he'll be Savior. Right. The gospel is not about him saving us. It's about him being Lord. Yeah. And in turn, he saves us. Right. right. What's the next one, Ben? Last one. <clears throat> you ready? Sure. Now, this one we hear about all the time, but it's still important to talk about. It is the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel. The cosmic bellhop gospel. The Aladdin genie in a bottle gospel. <laughs> now, now, so TBN, 
Mm. Uh, what's this called? We'll, ne- we'll never get a deal with them now. Uh, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I know. Um, I didn't want one anyway. Uh, but TBN is full. Is TBN still around? Yeah, I think so. Oh. It's not on my TV. But I was going to say it's not on mine It's either. like on satellite. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I mean, I'm, I'm 23 years old, and it was on whenever I was growing up. Yeah. So TBN, you know, if usually if you're watching that. And, and not everybody on TBN's bad, you know. No, but most... I would say most, but uh, oh, let, let's, let's kind of back that truck up for just a second. <laughs> let's just say that the issue does not come necessarily with the person. I'm sure that those churches do lots of good things. The issue really comes with the theological concept that Jesus is there to meet my needs. Do, now here's my question. Mm-hmm. And this is, so again, this is where we get into the phone conversations with Ben and I. Yeah. TV and you can support us. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> it actually costs way too much money to be on TV. And I don't I know if no you've ever idea. looked that up. I'm uh, interested. Do you think these people really believe it, the way they preach it? And so mm. well, you can, and in this, you can explain, mm. you can explain what the prosperity gospel is. Okay. Um, and in this, you can uh, do. You, like, do you think Kenneth Copeland, Joel Olstein, Criflo mm. Dollar, Joseph Prince, mm-hmm. really believe, really be- uh, believe mm-hmm. what they say? I do. Um, Which is scary, then. Well, and so. <clears throat> Here's the thing. The prosperity gospel is, is defined, I think, as this concept that if I do, that Jesus wants my health, wealth, and prosperity. And so if I do the right things, that I'm always guaranteed healing, for instance, and I'm, I'm guaranteed to be rich, I'm guaranteed to be powerful, I'm guaranteed to be all these things. And here's the issue. There are scriptures that, can kind of hint around that, you know, it sounds like some of that stuff's true. The issue comes when you try to become the spokesperson of God and you say that healing is guaranteed for you every single time. I heard a preacher talk about it once and it made total sense to me. He said, you know what? He said, let's just say, for instance, that every time Jesus healed somebody, he spit on the ground and he made mud like he did that one time. He said, if that was the case, then we would have mud making classes in the church where we would get people together. We'd take them outside. We'd spit on the ground. We'd, we'd show them how to swirl our finger in the, in the dirt four times. We'd make mud. We'd rub it on somebody's eyes. Bam. Blind can see. He said, you know what the problem is with that? He said, if that was the way that you literally healed everything and it worked 100% of the time, people would be following you around the entire world going, man, Hunter knows how to make mud that can heal you. <laughs> Hunter is God, and we need to... Follow him as such. When Hunter's not gone. Not even Jesus close. Not even close. I can attest to that. He's <laughs> just really tall. But, <laughs> but it is one of those things where, let, let's take healing, for instance. I, have, you, have you ever seen somebody faith healed? Yeah. I have too. I have prayed for people in faith, and I have, I have literally seen them healed. I've, I've, there was a guy that we prayed for one time back in my Chi Alpha days. We laid hands on him, just like the Bible says. We prayed. You know, we talked about the fact that, hey, you know, what the Bible says that if you believe that that he'll be healed. And so we pray and we believe. And man was healed. He could not lift his arm above like 90 degrees-ish, shoulder-wise. And after that, he could lift his arm up to this day. I mean, and, and he talked about it for a long time. He could not believe that that happened and that he was healed. Does faith healing happen? It does. But the thing is, when we start talking for God and saying, look, it's guaranteed every single time, we neglect the fact that sometimes the best thing for somebody may not be 
to be healed in this life. Sometimes the best thing for somebody could be to go on and be with the Lord. And the other thing that we neglect to think about is the fact that the Lord has said in His Word that it is given every man wants to die. And so, if that's the case, we all have to go and be with the Lord. We all have to die. We if don't He doesn't like return first. If He doesn't return first, yes. That's that's subject of another podcast, but you're right. <laughs> um, but if that's the case, then sometimes it is best that, that people go on to be with the Lord. And we don't want to give them up. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to give up my grandfather, my great-uncle, who just passed away. <clears throat> people don't want to give up their family members, and that's that's totally understandable. Yet, there's a God who loves us and made a way where there there was no way so that we could be with Him forever. And that is so much better than being on this earth in a place that sin abounds and, and the devil is the ruler of the power of the air, all that stuff. And so we may not like it, and it may be hard to grasp, but sometimes it's ultimately for the best. In the new creation of heaven and earth and earth will where we will reside mm. there will be no allergies yeah hallelujah oh, praise jesus i know yeah um, and he wipes out death and he wipes out sickness and there is no more pain now wow. now here is my problem mm-hmm. with the prosperity gospel yeah and in our we have just seen it um tear people i mean we've seen it turn people against god mm-hmm um, where people would say, hey, I've had cancer, and mm-hmm. I've done all these things. Yep. Um, I've given to Kenneth Copeland. Mm-hmm. I have done this. Mm-hmm. I have followed Benny Hinn around the country, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I, I was in. I, I did the Jericho marches. Now, yeah. I ain't talking bad about no Jericho march now, <laughs> but well, I'm just saying. I don't even know what that is. You, ben. I don't. We'll get to that later. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and... You made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, <laughs> you, you, you done the Jericho. You done all the stuff. Oh, okay, got it. Still and, haven't been healed, and, and yet and you're not healed. And <clears throat> so, if, if the Bible says, and they will use scripture to back them up saying this, mm-hmm. um, and then these people, these these people, I mean, I'm so, it breaks my heart mm-hmm. that they say, "Hey, if God cannot will not be, you know." If we can't trust God's word, mm-hmm. then, and I can't trust God to come through with His promise, yeah. I don't want to worship a God that does this. I don't want to worship a God that will let me down. Whenever I did everything I was supposed to, I gave the money that He requested. I gave the faith that He did. So is it is it is it God's fault or is it my faith's fault? Because I can mm-hmm. tell you that I had the faith. Mm-hmm. I gave every penny I had. Yeah, and I'm still not healed. Yeah. And and then so at least pastors like us mm-hmm. who. Uh, believe that that's not how it works yeah and it's by god who who is rich in mercy right that that chooses to either to heal you on on, on this earth for his glory yeah or to bring you home and heal you after after life right mm-hmm. in, in the perfectness of in the presence of him yeah for his glory mm-hmm. it's not about our glory it's for his glory yep. but the prosperity gospel doesn't teach that it's all for it's it's not in general the prosperity gospel teaches now. Yeah. People misconstrued the word of faith with the prosperity gospel all the yeah. time. Well, and and name it, claim it. I guess is word of faith, right? Yeah, and and that's not always the same. Um, it c- easily can be. It easily can be. Um, well, and and here's the thing though, and this is why I hate generalities like this. There are lots of people out there. 
<clears throat> who people would classify as the prosperity gospel. And I would wholeheartedly disagree that they are doing this for the wrong motives. There are people out there that I, I would wholeheartedly say, I think their heart's in the right place. And on top of that, I'm going to pray for people to be healed. When somebody says, hey, I need healing, I'm going to go and I'm going to lay hands on them and pray for them. And I'm going to believe that God will do on their behalf. And you know what? If he doesn't, that's okay. But you're not going to guarantee it and say, hey, um, if you give me $1,000. Right, right. And here's here's what I think that that I here's what I think we should encourage people to do that we totally forget about as preachers sometimes. We need to pray and seek the Lord's face, but they also, the person who seeks healing, needs to pray and seek the Lord's face and say, God, help me. Mm-hmm. Change my heart. Show me what to do. If there's something I need to do, I'll, you know, then you should do it. And if there's not, if God says, My strength is is sufficient for you, for it is made perfect in weakness, guess what? then I need to accept the fact that his strength is perfect and I'm weak and out of my weakness, his strength is shown to be perfect. Right. And yeah, because sometimes people just come to the altar and they won't, AKA altar podcast, <laughs> but well, and it's okay to come to the altar. Yeah. It's, it's not but, that, but they won't, but they won't do anything after that. They, yeah. They won't put in the time to seek the Lord's face. They didn't pray before. Right. They didn't pray after. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they put it all on the preacher. Preacher, it's time for you to heal me. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and, and I can't heal. Yeah, I can't either. So, uh, it's but but God, but God, oh, man, who buddy. is rich in mercy, buddy. Buddy, yeah. Um, Pray so, and seek the Lord's face. See what He says. So in this, mm-hmm. again, if you believe, you know, it, it there is there is such a staunchness with the the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of that. I'm just fed up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all you see on TV and it's all this and it's all you mm-hmm. hear about. And and when people like atheists talk bad about Christianity, it's you, Christianity. It's about usually the prosperity gospel who's like, well, didn't people say this? Or have you seen this video clip from uh, Benny Hinn just waving his hands at the crowd and the 40,000 people fell down? Yeah. Um, you know, like how do you how do you justify this? Well, I don't justify that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that thought, and you may be saying, "Hey, I've, I've had people ask me that too." Uh, I just want to say this: ask those people when Judas betrayed Jesus, did the disciples quit worshiping Jesus? Right. No, they did not stop worshiping Jesus before what Judas did, <laughs> because they do not worship. Judas. Mm-hmm. They worship Jesus for what Jesus did. Yeah. And because Judas betrayed Jesus did not main, did not uh put a blemish on Jesus's record. Yeah. So people need to quit worrying about what Christians or other Christians are doing mm-hmm. and worry about what Christ has done yeah. on on the cross. Yes. And everything else yeah. that he did according to the scripture. Yeah. Because if you can find a fault of Christ, then we can talk. Yeah. But until that day, do not talk about other Christians uh, when you want to bash Christianity. Yeah. Because you, you have to start with Christ. Yeah. And you cannot start with Christ. Yeah. Well, if you're going to start with, with people who follow Christ, unfortunately, you're going to find lots of faults, right? And you and me, we, we have faults. Mm-hmm. We probably have already said something that people <clears throat> would disagree with. Oh, I'm sure. And guess what? I'm sure that yeah. you have. And yeah. hey, it's yeah. okay. We don't have to agree on everything. Ben and I don't agree on everything. We don't. And that but it's will, okay, and and we may thus talk the about altered that. podcast is born. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's talk about takeaways. Yeah. So we've we've talked about four things that we look at and we see issues with, right? Scripturally, that you know these, these kind of give us pause. The lineage gospel, 
what's the takeaway? The takeaway is God is bigger than that, and he doesn't want you to rely on the fact that somebody else was a Christian. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. The apparel gospel. Jesus doesn't want you to put him in a drawer and take him out when it's necessary or pretty or convenient. God wants to have a relationship with you and be with you all the time. And if there's something in the Bible that he wants to change, you should change it, right? The Tempur-Pedic Jesus. Did I say that wrong? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, you said that if there's something in the Bible that... If, if there's something in the Scripture that doesn't line up with your life, you need to change it out the Scripture. Okay, thank you. That's Tempur-Pedic Jesus. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I did say that wrong. I'm it's glad okay. that you gave that you looked at me like that because I don't want it. Yeah, we don't want people to go down the wrong path because of this. Uh, yeah, Tempur-Pedic Jesus, I can have it my way. He conforms to me instead. No, no. What actually should happen is I conform to him. And so whatever Jesus says goes. And if I see something in Scripture that doesn't line up with my life, I need to change it, not Scripture. And then the prosperity gospel, the biggest point is it's an I, me-centered gospel. That's not a gospel at all. The gospel has to do with Jesus and him alone. And yes, and and what really with the prosperity gospel, and this is so again, so we don't misconstrue word of faith, and and I have problems with some word of faith, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't add that to the list because it's not a big one. Uh, but when a pastor says, "Hey, pay this amount of money, and then you'll be healed," yeah, I mean, this is this is. I mean, scam. that's that's the prosperity gospel to a T, right? Yeah. And so that's what we want to hone hone in on. <clears throat> that's a scam. Uh, yeah. you know, this is the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and people, I don't know those people truly believe that. I think they know it's a scam. Well, people look at at the rich young ruler, for instance, and Jesus says, "Sell all your possessions and give it to who? The poor. Um, give it to the poor and come and follow me." Cool. Mm-hmm. There are times now. Now let's just be clear. There are times when God will demand more of you than you are willing to give. It may be finances. It may be something else. But the point is, the TV preacher probably not necessarily the one that you should be given to unless the Lord tells you to. Well, and and God will tell you to give. Let, yeah, let God tell you that. Not an infomercial on yeah. the back half of their yeah. their show. I, I would I would be a little suspicious if I popped up and said I feel an unction from the Lord that you should give me ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like it, you know, if I said, Hey, whoever's listening to this today who has a headache and they need to be healed, give yeah. the altered podcast ten grand. Yeah, uh, you should turn us off if we do that. Yeah, uh, and, and and you'll be healed. Right. Well, if you if you give me ten grand and you're not healed, then it wasn't God. Now, if God lays it on your heart <laughs> to yes, to give different. to give to a local charity, it was something different because God initiated that. Yeah, but usually we won't do. You know, what I'm saying like yeah. we should never do. We that. should never. But do it, that. you will not probably find that on the back end of an infomercial. Yeah. Last 10%. Last 10%. All right. Last 10%. So we'll start with the last 10% being in verse 10. Okay. For I am now seeking, for am I now seeking the approval of man or God? Mm. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. And so to be quick and to be clear, preaching the gospel will not find you favor of man. That's what happened true. to Jesus when he preached the gospel? He was crucified. Uh, yeah. A a murderer's death, mm-hmm. uh, but the perfect man on earth suffered for preaching the truth and proclaiming the royal announcement, saying, Hey, this is this is the, the way to come to come to God mm-hmm. and they were, he was killed. This will not find you favor with man. Right. But if it's a watered down gospel, like some of the ones we mentioned, 
it may find you a little bit more favor. It won't be so against the grain. Um, and those are the easier ones to preach. Mm-hmm. Those are the easier ones to talk to the atheist and the and the guy at the workplace about, mm-hmm. or or the gal. Um, <laughs> but those make it a little easier. But the true gospel, saying, "Hey, you can't do it alone. It's not about you, mm-hmm. but it's about Jesus." That, that can come off a little harsh, mm-hmm. and that can come off tough. But G- Paul says, "I cannot serve man and serve God. Yeah. I can only do one." I don't know about you, but I choose God mm-hmm. every day. Yep. So anything else you want to add to that? No. I think All it's right. Perfect. Last week we added um, a segment at the end, and it's called Questions with Ben. I, we didn't call that last week, but we're calling it now, and this is how we end the podcast. Okay, Questions with Ben. All right. All right. So this doesn't have to be biblical. Okay. Um, and But most of the time they are. Last week it was, Who is God to you? Oh, yeah. This week it is... If my car won't start, okay. What's the first thing I check? <laughs> oh, that's it. okay. So when you want to fix anything, you need to kind of understand what it's all about, right? So your car, you need to understand two things: it needs power, it needs fuel. So first thing that I would check: your car won't start. Can you turn your headlights on? If so, can you roll? If if you have power windows, can you roll your windows up and down? If so, more than likely you probably have enough battery power to start your car. Maybe not, but probably. So that means that either you're having a fuel issue or you, it's possible you may be having a power issue, right? So you, you always want to trace the, the source of an issue back to its origin. That reminds me of the movie Sling Blade. Oh, yeah. Ain't got no gas Ain't in it. Ain't got no gas in it. Oh, I can't preach fries and mustard. <laughs> so, Ben. Yes. It was so good to film our second episode with you. Yeah. And we will end every podcast with our amazing theme song. So hit it, buddy. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does.